0: On the flow, box froze. Fuck bowl, fuck stole. millions in bad bitch booted, on a bad got no. bank can't head
1: case close, close, close. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla and this is the show for the realists, Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you submit the Qs and I give you the AFs. As always, you can submit your questions to... Guys, email those questions
0: in to askandy at Andyforsella.com.: That's DJ. Hello, children. What's
1: your Instagram, DJ? You guys, follow me on IG at officially djohnson. Give DJ a follow, guys. Now, sometimes we get some new listeners on the show. And if that's you, you have to understand this is unlike any other show that you have ever heard. We have multiple formats of the show within the show. Today, you get Q&AF. Sometimes you get CTI. That's more of our domestic extremist branch of the show. Mm -hmm. That's where we uh, put up three headlines. That's why it's called Cruise the Internet. And then we talk about how these fucking psychopaths running shit are fucking up our entire world. And then we talk about how we as individuals can be the solution. We also make fun of them Mm -hmm. a whole lot. So if you don't have a sense of humor, you probably should listen to the show. There was sometimes we have real talk. Real talk is five minutes to 20 minutes of me having some real talk. And uh, that's what it is. And then we have full length. And full length's more like what you hear on most podcasts, which is like an interview. Um, but on, on this show, it's more like a conversation. Okay, so don't crit- criticize me on my interviewing skills. I'm not trying to interview people. And if you fucking still do, well, fuck you. How about that? All right. Uh, we do have a fee for the show. The fee is very simple. Uh, if you like the show, please share the show. If it gives you good information, share the show. If you learn something, which you're gonna to learn today for sure, please share the show. We don't run ads on the show. The reason I don't run ads on the show is because I don't want to have to answer to anybody else uh when I talk my bullshit. All right. So that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, man. I think that's it. We got yeah. Q and AF today? Q and AF. Don't yeah. be a hoe. Yeah, don't don't be a hoe. Share the show. Share the show. <laughs> What's going on, dude? <laughs> Oh, you know.
0: It's Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's let's get into Let's just this, get man. into it, man. Yeah, I got some good ones We're for you. Let's start the week off right. 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 Uh, Andy, question number 1. I create and sell handmade wedding rings. Since wedding rings are very rarely purchased, uh, how would I go about retaining customers? It's not something I can understand happening in this industry. I do my best to wow the customers, like sending them progress photos, the rings uh, being created, but I don't feel like that's enough. Do you have any advice or tips uh, for me on getting my name out there more?
1: Yeah, for sure. Continue to do the, the added things that you're trying to do to create value with the process. Make it a special experience. You're already doing that. That's amazing. Uh, that's what you should be doing until you listen to the show. Good job. What can you do to expand this? Um, so this would be a situation where you would start to probably expand your business into other items mm-hmm. that may be consumed on a more regular basis that would go along with such items that you're already selling. I don't know what those are, but in uh, you know diversifying your offering to that same customer would be a good place to start. And I would start thinking about what could I sell this person who's interested in w- this custom wedding ring What other things would this kind of person be interested in? Could I offer them? And Mm -hmm. if possible, what are the things that I could offer them that would be something that they would buy over and over and over again so I can maintain that relationship? And through the course of the relationship, you should be working to continue to wow that customer over the top with the experience that you're already building upon with your wedding rings. Yeah. All right. That way you're capitalizing on every possible opportunity for a positive story to be told about what it is that you do. So mm-hmm. I, that's how I would think about it. I don't know the exact answer. You're gonna to have to think about those things because that's not my line of work. And honestly, I don't have the mental capacity to really dig into it and try to figure it out for you. But that's how I would think. <laughs> yeah, I would think, what else can I offer them? How can I create products that they will buy over and over again? What kind of things are these sorts of people into? I will continue to build upon that experience to increase the word of mouth that will, you know, and there's a very good, there's a very good possibility that when you start thinking this way, that the wedding ring may not even be your main product offering three or four years from now. Mm. So, you know, just else. yeah, Yeah. just widen your perspective of thinking on this um, because that's how that, this is how I would be thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Any question number two? I'm in a position now at my job where I'm very happy. I'm among great people and I'm treated with the utmost respect. An opportunity came along where I have a better opportunity to branch out on my own. Since I've been treated so well by these people and I've always been taken care of, I feel a little bit of guilt having to tell the owner that I'm going to branch off and move on. It would be the absolute best move for my family and me, but do you have any advice uh, for me on how to approach the situation and not feel as much guilt uh when I do have to cut ties
1: look i i think everybody who runs a, a anybody who's reasonable that runs a company understands the that people change yeah. and that things change and that priorities may change um you know sometimes people have their own dreams you know they decide that they want to build and 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 you as a business owner all of you guys listening should encourage that not try mm-hmm. to stifle that mm-hmm. i used to try to stifle it and it, it fucking pissed it, it pisses me off that I used to be that way, that I used to think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was only because I was so desperate to get our shit off the ground that like, I took it personally like you didn't believe in me. Mm. And that's not actually what the case was most of the time. So anybody who's a mature leader, that was back when I was a less mature leader, probably an immature leader and a poor leader. Yeah. Um, but anybody who's a mature leader in a company will appreciate very much what you've done for them. They will be a lifelong friend of yours they will probably support you throughout time um and i think you'll probably get a really good response if you just handle it with the truth yeah like hey man i i fucking love you dude like i love working here i learned more here than i've ever learned i've enjoyed being around your family i've enjoyed being around this i've got this better opportunity and i think that person if they truly care about you and if they treat you that well when you were there. They probably do truly care about you. And Mm -hmm. if somebody truly cares about you, they're going to be excited for your progress in life. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think maybe, you know, maybe, you know, because society is so fucking like hateful right now, you know, and so many people just are are just totally selfish fucks. Yeah. You know, you might be anticipating uh, that response based upon, you know, things that you're experiencing in other places. But it sounds to me, if they're treating you that good, and you've had such a great time, I, I don't think that these are people that are gonna probably turn around and not want the best for you.
0: Right. But how, so like, let me ask you this. How many times have you seen where like an employee leaves for whatever reason and like, you know, you don't, you may not know the reason why up front, but then you find out, you know, maybe a month or two months down, it's like, well shit. If he would have just talked about this, we probably could have fixed that. That's that's a very common thing that happens. Yeah. So I mean, what what's your advice to, to like? I mean, how do you? Because I mean, dude, like that's the thing. A lot of young people right now they they have a hard time having those conversations, whether it's yeah, but the, just the, confrontation or yeah, whatever it is. But
1: yeah, and the problem the problem with that DJ is that they end up screwing themselves out of opportunities that could be their dream opportunity because they they didn't have the courage to muster up. And go have a direct conversation about the situation, yeah, right. Yeah. That's a co- very common thing, dude. I hear that not only I've not only have I had that happen here or in any of my companies, but I've also seen that as a common occurrence uh, in the RT community with employees where employees just won't have uh, a constructive cons- a constructive conversation and instead just go and find some other shit to do, and they come in and they say, well, I'm fucking leaving. I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, why?" And they're like, "Well, I had this problem." And you're like, "Well, you could have just asked me. I would have yeah. fixed it." Yeah, I make two hundred dollars more over here. Yeah. a but, month. Yeah, like, but here's the problem: <laughs> the, when you when you are an employee and you can't communicate, and that's your that's the way you solve the issue is you go and find another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to realize that you will never be in a position long enough to cultivate the true fruits of that position. And that true fruits of that career, because that takes a decade or two decades to actually do. Mm-hmm. And so when you are constantly jumping from, you know, one opportunity, to the next opportunity, the next opportunity, the next yeah. opportunity, because you're frustrated and you, you lack the ability to communicate the things that you are frustrated about, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot every two or three years because you can never get in long enough to actually be relevant or an important part of, of, of that machine, right? You see what I'm saying? So it's super important for people, everybody out there to realize that most of your issues, most of the problems with your boss, most of the problems with your manager, most of the problems with your employees, most of the problems with your husband or wife, most of the problems can be, uh, drastically reduced or eliminated by having, just a very simple conversation. Mm-hmm. And we tell ourselves these stories over and over and over again about how these conversations go, and rarely do they go the route that we envision, which is usually the worst route. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I would stress to all employees out there to be sure that you, when you start feeling like, oh, I gotta move on, you should really analyze how hard the problem would be for you to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Especially in this job environment. Like you guys have been used to a job market for the last 12 years that's been very Mm pro-employee. And with the economy turning the way it's turning, it's going to become the opposite. It's going to be you have to perform or you don't have a seat on the fucking bus. Right. Okay. So a lot of people have been coasting through their career path and they're in for a rude awakening when times are going to get a little tougher. Because companies will not keep anybody except the people who produce. Mm -hmm. And so like this idea of I don't like the fucking way someone, you know, tweets, right? (laughs) Okay. And you leave jobs for shit like that. It's very likely that you're going to be without or off the bus or out of real work for a long time. Any fucking bus. Bro, it's a big problem. Nobody's hiring right now. It's a big problem. Yeah. And so you're, you're dealing with an entitled culture generally of the employee culture is very entitled right now, mm-hmm. okay? They believe that they can demand anything they want and you have a drastic shrinkage in the job availability, which means that these jobs are more in demand. And when, those jo- when there's less jobs and there's more fucking talent pool, that means only the highest skilled people are gonna get the opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people who have been running around in companies stirring up shit because they think they can are going to find themselves sitting on the sidelines because they're not bringing any real value. And I say that as a matter of reality. I'm like, if you are an employee or you're an entrepreneur, you need to make sure right now that you are driving tremendous value to that fucking spot that you're in, because there's tons of talent that is coming available. And that spot is becoming more and more valuable. And if you don't rise your value in that position right now, there's a very good chance that your company could find someone that can do that job better.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's, that, this is an element of competition that we haven't had to deal with in our job culture since maybe 2009, eight or nine. Yeah. Nine
0: or 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you have an entire generation of workforce that has never had to truly compete. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so it's going to be interesting to see what happens Andy
0: our third and final question Uh, question number three Andy I started an online training service while being in college I priced my plans at $45 thinking that people would uh, want to work with me because that is a moderate to high amount for a plan high price equals high value or so I thought I did my research and put time into making the plans and I believe it's a fair price I was wrong, and I'm. Am I thinking about? And I'm thinking about lowering my prices so more people would maybe want to buy in, and then I can market through word of mouth, getting more motivated clients. Is this the right approach, or should I just stick it out at my original price point of forty five
1: dollars? Okay, well, um, here's what you're learning: you can't fake it till you make it.
0: Mm.
1: It doesn't. You can't do that okay especially in an economy where people are becoming very selective about where they spend their money yeah so the strategy that you should be thinking is the strategy that even Lane Norton who was just on the show utilized in the very beginning he did a ton of work for free he got people really good results and then he used those results to show what he's capable of doing then he was able to charge whatever price he fucking wants mm-hmm. okay and that's the plan that you should be looking to replicate you should be thinking, and, and there, there's, you know, your logic is, 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 is sort of right. Like, mm. but you just don't have the experience or the results to show it.
0: Mm.
1: You understand? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's you right. should have a high price if you're offering high value. You may very well, and I'm sure you're not, but you may very <laughs> well be the greatest fucking trainer ever. But you also may very well be a college kid that doesn't know shit that's trying to make some money fucking training. hmm All right. Yeah. So, so. (laughs) Hold on. Who are you more likely to be at this point? Right. Okay. Let's be fair. Right. The more likely answer, which is the one I think that you're coming to young man, which is okay. (laughs) Yeah. Is that you don't have the experience to charge that money. Mm. All right. So I appreciate the hustle. I appreciate the ambition. I think you were thinking along the right track, but we just got to do a little work first. Mm. And the work is this, go out, find yourself 10 or 12 people. That will fucking and you need to make these people pay because people that don't have skin in the game won't fucking do it. Okay, so you need to charge these people. I would instead of trying to find fifty or a hundred clients, I would go find three, make them pay something reasonable. All right, pick the people that you believe are going to follow through. Pick the people that are that you can coach through legitimately and get some great results. All right. Help them get great results. Then take that result and leverage that into an actual campaign for you to get real clients. Then the fun really fucking starts because (laughs) now you have multiple people that you must pay attention to simultaneously and get them great results at scale so that people will not say that your shit doesn't work. Okay, right. But you need a couple before you can get many. And, and then as you get many, you could start to up your price because you're getting people such great results that your time is valuable mm. because you can only do this for so many people at once. Yeah. So the price must go up or you are going to work yourself to death for no money. So yeah. this is how you need to be thinking about this. That's real. Create. Be willing to work for a discount. Be willing to put uh, you know, disproportional effort into people in the beginning, produce the amazing result, leverage the result into a brand, get the word of mouth going about how amazing you are. Then when the people do come and they pay your price, get them the most amazing results that you could possibly get them so that your fucking time, it becomes a top dollar amount that you can charge. And, and then after you have hundreds of people out there, people will start to know. You won't have to talk about how good you Damn, are. Damn, you must have got trained by Andy, then you? Listen, motherfucker, yeah. I don't have to advertise my shit. Yeah. I don't have to beg people to buy my shit. I don't have to post RTA Live 4,000 fucking times on Instagram. I don't have to do these things. I, I can show up to a place posting at one time and people will show up. And the reason is, is because for years and years and years, I've continuously provided more value then I've asked in return. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want for yourself. You want to get yourself to a point where people no longer have to be sold on you because you've created a legend out of the fucking shit that you've done. Yeah. And if you care enough and you do it long enough, you'll get to that point. And then you also remember this, that that entire reputation can be eroded very quickly the minute you stop holding that standard of being excellent. Mm. It's not a one-way ticket to the fucking promised land where you just have to get to stop working or stop being great. The demand gets harder, your standards get higher, the amount you have to put in gets more, but it's great because you become acclimated to it and it becomes automatic for you. And then you start changing motherfuckers' lives and become a legend, okay? So go down that path. Don't be the typical college bonehead <laughs> who thinks he's just gonna fucking pretend because you know he happens to be in decent shape. Right. Actually give a fuck, dude. If you actually give a fuck about these people, they will be damn proud to spread your fucking message.
0: Well,
1: that was three. You want a little uh, special sauce on this one? Yeah. Is that really the time? Yeah. We've really burned through three in 20 minutes. Yeah, it's been three. Yeah, we can do another one. A little special sauce. Shit, I must be on fire today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A little special sauce, eighty. I feel like I'm going to give us some good fucking shit, dude. No, it's been fire. Yeah, but it's 20 minutes. I mean, hey, sometimes that's all you can give. I thought it was just three minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andy, special sauce question. What mythical creature would improve the world the most if it existed today
1: and why? Is this multiple choice? No. So do I get to make a creature up? Whatever you want. No, but like I'm saying- Where do I choose from? Oh, it'd be like dragons. It could be fucking. Yeah, like, but do I get to say like dragon with like disappearing? Like does Obi-Wan Kenobi get to stop bro? <laughs> <Trump? laughs> uh, <laughs> what do okay. you think Obi-Wan would say about Trump, dude? Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to ask me this Duke goofy shit so I sound like one of these dudes? That's the special sauce question. Yeah, all right. I, fuck, I don't fuck, Okay, man. I got a better one. I got Hold, better. This might be a better one. A mythical creature, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what a pretty badass mythical creature is? No one talks about it enough is a griffin. Griffin. So the mascot at my high school is a griffin. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's half lion, half eagle. So it's got a fucking lion's body. All right. It's got wings and it has an eagle head. Isn't that from Harry Potter? No, bro. It's, from, it's a mythological creature. Yeah, the griffin. Like, isn't that Harry the Potter? Griffin. Gryffindors? Something is that, to, that's I cute. never watched Harry Potter, bro. What? Oh, my God. You never see Harry Potter? Yeah, because I'm not a fucking dumbass. (laughs) I fucking actually read books, and I fucking watch historical documentaries. And then I watch comedy, which you don't understand anything about.
0: All right. So, Griffin's? Yeah. Okay, so Griffin. Fucking Harry Potter
1: over here, man. Harry Potter's the shit. And J.K. Rowling's, like, she's with the shit, too. She not woke? No. All right. Good. Yeah. Harry Potter's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some more Harry Potter shit. Yeah,
0: I'm. Fucking, and I'm, like our new sponsor. Yeah, right,
1: so, right. 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 <clears throat> fucking Griffin's pretty badass, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but you say you had a better question.
0: Yeah, a better one. I mean,
1: I mean, I don't know if it's better.
0: Let me not preface that. Um, question: What's the weirdest thing a guest has ever done in your home? If you can count on anything.
1: Ah oh, man, you know what, dude? I don't let weird motherfuckers in my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or on my show, like, there's a number of tests you must pass before you even get to be on the show, right? Right. You know, okay. so like, usually it's pretty cool. Like, okay. Yeah, it's been You've never had no no weird nah, no weird shit. I don't let weird motherfuckers around me, dude. You know. That.
0: Sometimes you don't know. Yeah, like sometimes
1: you know you, you don't know. Yeah, but dude, like I try to like. You know, when I, book, when I book guests on the show, I try to book guests exclusively to agree with everything I fucking say, <laughs> all right, to make me look twice as smart. All right, let's be fucking honest. Um, no, I just don't, you know, I don't have weird motherfuckers on the show. That's real. Just like, who just the fuck suffer. we had on the show that's weird? Like, you could bleep it out, but I mean, who we had? Mm, well,
0: yeah. I mean, there was that one guy. He would have did some, sh- some weird shit in your house, guaranteed man like what i don't what know what kind of weird shit do people do at your house like i don't know like change all your toilet paper rolls something no come on like flip them upside down like the not the weird
1: people do weird people do what's know. weird i don't leave my house
0: bro i'm probably weird as fuck have you ever had anybody ever just like completely destroy your bathroom
1: yeah not me yeah yeah me yeah i've done that oh you you have
0: also you've done some weird shit in other people's house
1: yeah, I told a whole story about it on like the first real AF. It's the fucking dump protocol. Yeah. Why don't you? It's on episode three. Joe, why don't you just cut that in? Right, right, right. <laughs> Fuck, it's the greatest story ever told on fucking real AF, bro. So let me get this straight. Just so I fucking understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> so the protocol <laughs> for this situation yes. is wife beater first. No, no, no. Socks first. Sock sock. So, okay, so you got two socks. Yep. Underwear. Underwear, then your undershirt. Then your, wife beater. Then your undershirt. Okay. But you and gotta I, wear a nice undershirt, see, so you can tear it. This so is like Hulk What Daniel. happens to this if you're like it's like at the swimming pool? Oh man. You're fucked, dude. Oh, yeah. You didn't get to be on that show. I didn't come into like episode four, yeah. so that makes sense yeah it, you don't know the dumb protocol for real no seriously all right so look <laughs> <laughs> so so let's say we're out on cardio bro okay uh-huh. we're doing cardio and like we get all the way out there Uh-huh. and you have to shit yeah like you fucking have to That well, it's ha- that's happened to us yeah i know yeah we had to call fucking chris call to come chris. get us at one time yeah me- yeah. yeah that was fucking that was real emergency <laughs> that too <was> bad. yeah <laughs> Did we both have to
0: shit that Yeah, we both okay. did. And that was the fucked
1: up Fuck, thing. I know this. HQs, that was the closest I ever came to oh, shitting bro. my pants without actually shitting I was close. Me. Yeah. I was close. Like, I fucking fully expected when I sat down and seen that my shit in my underwear, bro. And there was none in
0: there. Well, the worst part is that, like, at old HQ, there was only two bathrooms I know. available. I know. And, like, I'm sure. I, they, I think one of them was, was
1: actually I, fucking I taken. I, I know. It was traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. So, listen. Let's just say we didn't have merge the evac. Uh-huh. Okay and you had to fucking take a shit okay all right and there was nothing to wipe your fucking ass with Uh uh-huh okay but the clothes you were wearing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what clothes would you what would you start with wiping your ass socks all right that's correct all right yeah the socks first now what what what, well it depends hold on hold on what's the second thing you would use the second sock (laughs) that's actually correct that's actually correct what's the third thing you would use I think um, probably underwear okay that's, underwear correct. Sec- third, that's yeah. correct what's the fourth thing you would use uh i mean how cold is it outside it, what's the fourth thing you would use probably a t-shirt okay that's a dump protocol no, a man okay. fucking knows it and he knows it instinctually yes. i'm say
0: i've just been in bad situations yeah, before, that's right I mean. so right. that
1: came from a bad situation yeah i tell right. the story and Episode three. Episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy we're on the same page, man. It's oh, not yeah. just me. Yeah. No, I mean,
0: hey, listen, Chris is a hero, bro. He I think oh, he deserves dude. a medal for that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he saved, saved me from having to bro, throw my he underwear away. down fucking Green Park. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He fucking saved yeah, us. I love,
0: too, because when we got in the car, That was like there was no words that were even needed. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody you said know, anything. No, not only
1: that, he drove back up real fast, <laughs> real too. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right so anyway that's uh that's the show yeah that's all i got man <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking you got the bonus of the dump protocol that's it everybody's happy <laughs> Share the show yeah.
0: went from sleeping on the floor now my jewelry box froze fuck a bowl fuck a stove counted millions in a cold bad bitch booted swole got her on bankroll can't fold doesn't know shot, case closed Close.